On this week's episode of Life in Lessons, I talk about why focusing on the fundamentals will actually help you win time, attention, and money. And I make the case for why you need to be kinder to yourself and see yourself in the way that other people see you. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 144 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I tell the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. And this week's episode is on time and it's on YouTube and it sounds all right, which is new because for the last few weeks, it's either been late, uh, it's been slightly delayed or it's been released on a Sunday or like last week, the video just didn't come out. I did record last week's episode back in my bedroom in Corby and then I looked at the footage because I wasn't recording into the software as usual. I was literally recording straight into the camera, recorded a like 35 minute podcast, thought it was fine, thought it looked okay, got the footage onto my laptop and I was in some mad setting that just looked shit. And there was this like constant autofocus wobble. So I just didn't upload it. Apologies. But hello. Hope you're well. Hope you've had a good week. Uh, this week has been very, very busy for me. But the good news is I no longer have the cold. So I feel good. I've been productive. This week has been everything I wanted it to be so far, right? So the last couple of weeks uh, of having a cold, of being run down, of just dealing with other stuff elsewhere, I've been slightly distracted or I've not had the energy or I've been ill. And so this week of just nailing all of the habits that I want to get done in any given day, having that morning routine, having that evening routine, doing really long chunks of time in the office because we're two weeks away from Black Friday at this point. This is our busiest time of the year. Getting back into producing content, things like the TikToks, the reels, the shorts, this podcast, just really focusing on everything as much as I can, giving it my all because it's the end of the year soon. And uh, I'm, I'm very aware of that. The The two or three week period that we've just come out of, of the cold and everything was slightly frustrating as I touched on last week. I, I tried to push through it to begin with and then learned that was a terrible idea. But it's just been nice to to be back in Wales, to be back in the office and to be getting done what I need to get done, getting done what I want to get done, right? We're all happy when we feel like we have some sort of purpose. And when you're so tired from a cold that you're going to bed at 3 p.m. and you're doing the bare minimum work and you're not focusing on all the other things that you want to be focusing on, it's just a shit place to be and it's not that deep. I'm not saying that I was depressed, but it's just a shit place to be for a few weeks. So this week I have really taken advantage of everything being back. I've been getting up early, waking up, going to the gym, doing my morning routine, getting into the office for around nine, uh, leaving the office probably around 7 p.m. on average, 8 p.m. So not crazy late other than last night, which was actually crazy late and tonight, which is going to be crazy late cause podcast, uh, but just doing a solid block getting home, taking off all of those boxes in the evening routine, journaling, which I've done gratitude journaling for a while, but properly sitting down with the day one app and writing an entry about the day, about how I felt, about what I've been thinking, about what's coming up, about what worries me, about all of this stuff inside of the day one app. I've been doing that for almost a month now. And it's unbelievably powerful. Like that, that consistent narrative 
that you can have about your life on any given day when you make the time to sit down and write about it. It sounds trivial. It sounds silly, right? And I know that I, 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 I probably more than most people have other outlets anyway, right? This podcast is like a journal. The short videos I produce are my thoughts documented. There's all these different things that I already use, but the act of removing all of that and for 10, 20 minutes a night sitting down and journaling has just been so powerful recently. Um, I don't think it's long enough into that to particularly report anything just yet, if that makes sense. Like I can't tell you any profound lessons. I can't even advise you to go and do it because I'm not that certain. We're only a few weeks in, but just the standout of these last few weeks uh, between the kind of the high of a few weeks ago being in London, the greatness of that, la la la, then the week and a half of absolutely crashing, burnout, cold, getting nothing done, back into the high of this week, getting things done, feeling good, being able to take account of my thoughts throughout that period um, and see how one day weaves into the other, how things change, how things remain the same, the the kind of thread that runs throughout our entire lives. Um, it's just nice. That's, that's something I found a lot of value in over the last few weeks. Um, Saturday, drove back to Wales, went to see Sigrid on my own, which was fun, to be fair. Um, I saw the first gig I did out of lockdown with Sigrid and it was a little bit rusty, um, as you'd expect, right? I mean, I'm sure every artist's first gig out of lockdown was rusty. Um, but it was nice to see Sigrid in Cardiff because like I always say, when any artist plays Cardiff, I am there because most tours don't come this far west. And so when they do, I get massive FOMO and I can't not go. So I traveled back from Corby to Wales a day early, specifically to then drive into Cardiff the second I got back here to park, uh, walk over to the gig and do that. Um, and then, yeah, like I say, other than that, this week has just been a, a busy, a focused one. My energy has been feeling really good this week from focusing on things like diet and sleep and so on. And um, just quickly, I think that's an interesting point. I was thinking about this earlier today, the idea that when we get busy, it is the foundations that typically fall away first, right? When something bad happens in our life, when we give ourselves a week off, when we've had a stressful event, um, or when shit just hits the fan, right? As it does in all of our lives. It seems, at least if I look at myself historically, the first things I let go are what we would consider the fundamentals, right? The foundations of our life, right? What are the things that go first? Well, maybe your sleep gets ruined or you choose to compromise your sleep to get more work done. Maybe your diet goes out the window and you go back to eating shit. Maybe you're so busy that you don't have reminders around you to drink enough water and you get a bit dehydrated, whatever it might be, right? It is these, these core fundamental habits that fall away first. And I mean, even at this time of year, forgetting anything else, right? At this time of year, normally, I would basically throw everything out historically. I would be like, you know what? We're busy. It's Black Friday. It's Christmas. I'm going to just throw everything away, focus on the business. And then maybe I can pick up these habit things in January. That's definitely what I did last year. And actually, as a side note, um, not to suggest that I look overly healthy right now, but I think I look okay. If you go back and look at the uh, the YouTube videos that were uploaded in December, January, February last year, right? I look really unhealthy relative to now. And it's because of that, that six-month period 
at the end of last year where I thought, fuck it, I'll just start again this year. So all of these foundational uh, kind of habits that we're speaking about now, I threw them all away. I thought, I'll just, I'll begin again, right? And then I was looking um, at my Apple Watch health data the other day, again, funnily enough, because I'm trying to improve my cardiovascular health because it's terrible right now. And all of the markers for the beginning of this year, whether it's cardiovascular fitness, whether it is um, the, the kind of I don't know the word, the capacity of your lungs, that it has a name, uh, whether it's the number of steps I was doing a day, whether it's the sleep I was tracking, whether it's any of these kind of active measures that a sensor like an Apple Watch picks up. They're not great now, which is why I'm focusing on it. But this time last year, they were really, really bad, right? And I threw all of that away, the good habits, the good food, the sleep, the, the drinking water, the going on walks, all of the stuff I always talk about, because I told myself, I'm too busy for that. I need to be productive. I've got stuff to get done. And frankly, going for a walk at 3pm doesn't pay the bills, right? Going to the gym in the morning or in the evening, whenever it might be, doesn't keep that client happy. That is the excuse that I would tell myself. And yet there's this paradox going on that I've realized this year over the last few weeks since I've suddenly woken up to the fact that I really want to push into the end of this year because I don't normally push into the end of years right which is that the more i've been focusing on these habits the more i have been going to the gym getting enough sleep eating good foods uh, avoiding certain things all of this stuff which takes time which takes attention which takes energy the more of that i've been doing the more time and attention and energy it has given me right the time right now my laptop's really far away i need to try and see i've got a watch on why don't i just check the time right now is two minutes past eight on a thursday right I've been in the office for really long hours every day this week since Sunday. So we're five days into the week, right? I've been going to the gym uh, every morning other than this morning. Didn't go cause podcast day. Um, I've been eating in a calorie deficit every day this week. I've been going on a walk every day this week. I've been doing all of these things that take time and they take attention. They take energy. They take willpower, right? And yet at 8 p.m. at night. And also, by the way, I'm drinking way less caffeine recently in the last few weeks compared to before so I can't even blame what I'm about to tell you on caffeine it's 8 p.m at night I've been going all day and I feel wide awake right I feel great my energy is really good I feel like I could go for a few more hours my focus throughout the day is okay it's not perfect nobody's is right but I go for the walk I feel refreshed I come back in the mornings I do the morning routine I feel like that's sorted in the evenings I don't just sit on YouTube I do the stuff I need to do I do the journaling I have uh, like vitamins and all these different things and it's like the more you focus on the fundamentals the more you kind of surrender to the idea that without that foundation nothing else works the more you get done and yet in neglecting these things thinking that we're being more productive thinking that we're printing time or winning back time and i can look at it in my productivity in my energy levels even in like i said a minute ago just frankly if i look in a mirror i look more healthy this year at this time of year this is the essentially the busiest week or maybe the second busiest week of the year for us as a business second only to next week which is going to be busier right i look in the mirror i look healthier I feel better. I'm getting more done. I'm more focused. And I don't think that it's down to chance, right? I don't have the data, so I can't prove this to you. But I don't think it's just like happenstance that I just happen to feel better this year. I don't think it's a fluke that I'm getting more done. I really think it is because for the first time ever, and that's why I'm making such a big point of this, because 
this is this is a revelation to me right by focusing on the stuff that i'd normally neglect by making that foundation of habits unshakable unnegotiable something that i will not compromise on from the outside looking in it might look like a waste of time right i'm recording this podcast at 8 p.m you could say well why didn't you just you know wake up a few hours earlier rather than going to the gym do some work and then you could record it at six and you know if you if you begin to compromise on these things it looks from the outside in like you're winning back time like you're going to get more done but you're just not right and we know this it's really simple when I say it out loud of course you know this but I don't think we consider this in the time because it's in moments when we're stressed it's in moments when things are busy it's in moments when you're back is against the wall that you begin to throw away those habits but I'm learning this year and so it's my belief that it's in those moments that you should absolutely not do that because the second you do that you're actually compromising your ability to do the thing that you want to do the most do the thing that you need to do it's going to be a non-subtle cut here because somebody phoned me and I needed to bounce the call um, but the the gist of that point is essentially that if you refuse to compromise on those foundations the things that you know will give you the the focus and the energy and the attention and the 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 good feeling you're going to get more done rather than less and this is something that i'm learning this year so i thought it was worth sharing with you and then the second thing that i want to talk about today is something else that over the last few weeks completely unrelated to the reasons why i've been learning that first lesson but just as interesting i think there has been this recurring theme throughout the conversations i've been having over the last few weeks with business owners with clients with friends with just the people around me which seems to be kind of telling me that we're all in the same position telling me that we all need to hear this advice which is that you need to give yourself more credit right this is a realization that i've come to after three specific conversations i'm thinking of over the last three weeks where people seem unable to look at themselves in the same way that they look at other people right so we all look at those around us and we think that they know exactly what they're doing, that they have incredible achievements, that they have this cheat code and that they're doing really well and that they have all of their shit together. And yet, almost without fail, certainly in those three conversations that I'm thinking of right now, I have said to these people, right, two of them are business owners and one of them is a friend who doesn't own a business but is just trying to progress their career. I say, do you realize when I, when I look at you, do you realize how much you have done? Do you realize what you have built here, what you've accomplished, how people see you, how much you're able to do? And people can't see it. And I look at myself and I really can't see it. I'm, I have some sort of kind of sense of the fact that a few things I do are unusual, but I will be the first to dismiss anything that people perceive as my achievements. And I don't think it's just like a British culture thing where we don't like speaking about the things we're doing i think it goes deeper than that i genuinely think the more i have these conversations the more i think on this point that we're literally unable due to a lack of perspective to realize that we're doing really well right that we're doing things that a few years ago we dreamed about doing and that if we were to see somebody else external to us doing what we're doing we would think it's incredible right and yet we just seem to get caught in this trap where we can see our past and how we got to where we are right now and we discount it right we say oh but i only did this thing because this person helped me and i only did this thing by fluke and this thing i didn't think would work and so my path of how i got to here 
is different to everybody else's. I'm less valid. I'm less qualified. I am an imposter, whatever it might be. Again, these are recurring themes I'm hearing. And then, so with that information, we try and track our future. We try and guess where we will go next. And of course, if you don't have the perspective to see yourself how everybody else sees you, right? And when I say everybody else, it could be your parents, it could be your siblings, it could be your children, it could be your extended family, it could be your work colleagues, it could be strangers on the internet. And I'm not suggesting that you should live your life by how other people see you. I'm saying that you should see yourself or at least try to see yourself how other people see you. Because I promise you, no matter what you do, right? Whether you are a global CEO or a stay-at-home parent or anything in between when it comes to the kind of the gradations of what we look at as success in this society, right? Whatever you do right now, whoever you are, whatever your level of achievement is so far, I promise you that people look at you, you don't even realize this, people look at you and they think that you're incredible. They think that you have done something amazing or maybe you're a really good communicator or maybe it's amazing how you keep your cool in that situation or you're always there for people or you're so aspirational and you go after your dreams, whatever it might be. People definitely look at you and they think you're incredible, right? And we can prove this because unless you're really spiteful and I I imagine given that you're watching this, you're probably not, you do the same to other people, right? If I were to tell you right now to think about somebody in your life who is doing really well, somebody you're proud of, somebody that you're happy to know, you can definitely think of that person. You can probably think of a few people, right? Why do we believe that we're not that person to other people? Why do we think that we're the anomaly? Are we really that special that we're the only person who's fluked our way here? We're the only person who has to discredit our own achievements? Because that's what we do. I do it to myself. I catch myself doing it. And I've never realized that everybody else does it as well, right? We can't see ourselves the way other people see us. And so we think that A, we don't deserve any of the stuff we've got. We we shouldn't have got to where we got to. But then also B, and this is something I've spoken about before from uh, James Smith's most recent book. He talks about the idea of the end of history illusion. This is the idea that we as humans are really bad at looking forward And understanding that at any point in the future, we can continue to make the same level of change in our lives that we have done in the past so far. And so the name, The End of History Illusion, as it suggests, suggests that we all believe that right now in this moment, we are our most actualized self, right? We won't progress any further. We won't learn anymore. We won't continue to grow and develop as a person and change our perspectives and meet new people and try new things. We think that this is it. We think that we're stood at the edge of a cliff and we're going to stay here until the day we die. But the reason it has the word illusion in is because because it is an illusion. You are going to continue to progress at a similar, maybe even a better rate than you have so far. This is not your final form, right? So I think because it's so or it can be so toxic, that that pairing of things, thinking that you got to where you are through different means to everybody else, which makes you less valid. And because of that, you're not going to go any further. I think that when you pair these two things together, I just think there needs to be more of a conversation about the fact that we should all aspire to look at ourselves in a bit of a friendlier way. And it might surprise you that I say that because I'm always the guy who jumps on this podcast and is saying that you need to push yourself further. Everyone's in competition with you, la la la. Sure, that's true. You probably should push yourself further and everybody is still in competition with you. But these things don't need to be mutually exclusive, right? That can be true. And you can also actually still be proud of who you are as a person, right? Think about when you were 
I don't know, nine years old, 11 years old, 15 years old, whatever. If you were to look at how far you've come since then, right? The things you've done, the jobs, the places you've traveled, maybe, I don't know, the money you've made, the things you bought, the connections you formed, the relationships you've had, whatever it might be. And you might not take all of those boxes in that list, but you definitely take one, right? You've definitely done at least one thing that nine or 11 or 14 year old you would be like, fuck, I did that thing. That's incredible. We can see it in other people and we can't see it in ourselves. And I just think that's a shame. And I think that we should all, myself included, get better at seeing ourselves in the same way we see other people because other people see us in the way we see them, but we just can't do ourselves. And I think it's important. So there we go. Um, and then the very final thing that I want to tell you about today is that the newsletter is back. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you would have seen already. However, if you have not, the top link in the show notes of this episode here will take you to Substack where you can sign up. And this Sunday for the first time in probably 18 months, I'm going to be sending an email newsletter to everybody who was already on the list. So if you've already signed up in the past, you don't need to do anything. Your email address is going to be moved over to Substack and you will get the email on Sunday. Excuse me. If you haven't signed up, click that link, top link in the show notes. I'm calling this newsletter lessons just learned, right? Because the fact that you're watching this podcast means that you're aware that I have lots of conversations and speak to guests and listen to lots of content and read lots of books and all of this stuff. And so I am constantly just learning stuff that I think would be useful, right? And some of it comes into this podcast, some of it doesn't, but there's lots of stuff that I'm learning from other people that's informing how I live my life, right? That is kind of pushing me towards hopefully improving in different areas of life, living a better life, whatever it might be. And so I think that this newsletter, Lessons Just Learned, where every Sunday I'm going to be sending you a, a summary of a lesson or a couple of lessons I've learned, plus links to the books, the music, the podcast, the articles, uh, the stuff I'm consuming. So like the sources of this learning every single week. I just think that that's a really interesting way for the two of us, you and I, to almost compare notes, right? The fact that you're listening to this means that you probably want to improve your life. That's why we're all here. That is the thing that everybody who listens to this podcast has in common in one way or another. And this podcast, as good as it is, is limited in some ways. I think that the newsletter is going to definitely kind of plug the gap of some things that this podcast can't. I'd love you to sign up. It's the top link in the show notes. Substack, go there, put your email address in. You'll get the email on Sunday and you'll get all future emails. Um, I think that's all I have. Thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 145 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.